Hello, cleaning buddies. This is Jen Lynn, and um, this is another um, part of our book club from Smartphone Dumb Phone. Um, in this one, I'm going to be doing chapters 9 and 10 together because they really are very short. I only have um, a few pages of notes on each of those together, and we're finally like really starting to get into it. And I'm really trying to get to chapter 11 to record that for you guys today because I just finished it and it's on the top of my mind. And I had a lot of huge breakthroughs with chapter 11, so I'm really wanting to get to that one. Starting with chapter 9, though, and um, also wanted to say that um, make sure that you are reading the book, especially with these chapters. I mean, really with the whole thing, but these we're really focusing on undoing the brainwashing is so important. So chapter nine is willpower. Um, and what they start off talking about is the times when you really should use willpower is when you have pain or hardship. For example, you're running a race. Um, but a lot of people think you need willpower for addiction, which we've said over and over that you don't. So how do you conquer addiction without willpower? Pretty simple. Just remove the pain and hardship. Doesn't sound simple, but really it is. Um, it only involves that if you feel like you're sacrificing something. You should no longer have that belief. Um, may have some lingering stuff, and I do think if you really pay attention, the next few chapters should hopefully remove all of that. Um, what would you do if you went up to a door and realized you're pushing it the wrong way? Like it's not going to open that way as long as you're pushing, you need to pull. Would you just keep pushing it? No. Um, so you would use a new method. You would start pulling or go around the other side or whatever. Um, addiction, using the wrong method is hard, but using the right method is easy. Um, willpower is the rational brain fighting against the addicted brain. The willpower method makes you think that you deserve a reward, which actually hooks you more. And willpower will never um, stand up to the addicted brain because there's just too many excuses and whining and crying and everything from the addicted part of the brain. Um, there's a lot of people who have used the willpower method for life, like to quit something for life. Um, but they're using it to resist something that they desire. Um, if you're trying to do that, so like trying to use it for life to, um, with, you know, like fight against something that you really desire, you still desire, you still want to, but you're using willpower not to, or using this method, you just remove the desire. So there's nothing left to resist. You won't feel that constant resistance, that constant irritation or itch. Um, so using willpower usually makes you think that you're weak-willed, which leads to self-loathing, which leads to you feeling bad, which leads to you needing a fix or wanting a fix or desiring a fix. Um, they talked again about strong-willed people actually being harder um, to quit with willpower. And it gets, because they're so strong-willed, they won't accept um, that it's the wrong method. Um, they can't accept the brainwashing and that they're not in control. So they refuse to think that they're brainwashed or not in control because they're so strong-willed and they think they can use willpower, but it doesn't work because they still desire the thing and they're strong-willed, so they desire it strongly. Um, failure to quit is most likely a sign of being strong-willed. Um, think about it this way. If somebody locked up your stuff, what would you do to get it back? Would you be fighting or would you say, okay, that's fine. It'll help me anyway. Um, anyway, all addictions are traps created by misinformation. One being um, that quitting takes willpower. Because if you think something's going to be hard, you have more of a reason not to even try. Um, it goes on with way more examples of being strong-willed. 
Um, I'm not going to get into all those. Make sure you read. Um, failing using willpower, though, actually makes it harder the next time because you've reinforced the belief that quitting is hard. You've already tried and failed, so now you know that quitting is hard. Um, and I can definitely attest to this. The sense of relief that you get after doing it again when you've used willpower is not happiness. Um, you feel way worse low after that. And I can attest to that. Like when you finally do get on there again, it's you kind of feel like that it's like scratching an itch. It really is. It's like, ah, oh, it feels better. But it's not, you're not happy. Like you just failed at something. You're not going to be happy about that. And you definitely don't get pleasure from it. After Easy Way, um, my use did not feel like that. But it slowly got back up. So the first time that I, I've tried using willpower several times. So the quitting after that felt like getting that itch scratched. When I After I used Easy Way, my use didn't feel like that. And in chapter 11, I now understand why and like what happened with me. Basically, when they talk about killing the big monster and this little monster, I killed the big monster, but not the little monster, I think. So after using Easy Way, I didn't have that big sense of relief after using um, my digital stuff again, because I wasn't really using it wrong per se. I wasn't really getting into the junk apps. It's happened slowly because like I said, I'll get into that chapter 11. Um, also suggest you stay away from willpower quitters because they will basically rebrainwash you. Um, ignore any advice from anybody who's quit with willpower because they're going to be talking a lot about how much they wish they could, but they can't or making it seem like it's a big deal or it's hard or that they miss it. Um, and I said, thinking about this, um, you're not giving anything up. And I said, hmm, am I? What did I get from social media today? Wasted precious minutes, so, because they say this in the book, um, you're not giving anything up. They keep saying that, and I was like, you know, I haven't even questioned that idea. So I started questioning it. Like, what did I get from social media today? Wasted precious minutes. I did not get to meditate, because when I finally plan to. The baby didn't sleep like I thought she would. And basically I got wasted time today. And I think in the next chapter, I'm going to go into like my whole week. Um, you should be starting to get excited now and can see where this is going. Um, you are gaining control and you will soon be free. The only possible holdout is the addictive personality thing. If you tried and quit multiple times, you may suffer even if you don't call it this or think that this is not you. So that's where we go into chapter 10, which I'm going to start right now, which is the addictive personality theory. And I wrote a note before I started this chapter. I said, before reading, I'm paying extra attention because I don't think this applies to me. So I may have missed something here. Um, he goes into a lot of excuses, so make sure you read those. There's no basis to excuses and you can't continue, or I'm sorry, there's no basis for the excuses and you can't convince yourself to go along with it anymore. But if you're still tempted, you have to find a new excuse. And so that's where you get into, oh, I must have an addictive personality. So this theory says that it's genetic. There's nothing you can do. You can't get free. Um, and your personality is what keeps you trapped. But really, it's just a convenient excuse. It gives you, um, you basically the security of the prison that you're in, the trap overrides your desire to quit. Um, and it appeals to you because of those two myths again, that it gives you pleasure, comfort, and that quitting is hard. Um, what do you believe now? Do you believe any of those things? Do you believe that, you know, and I actually stopped and thought about it. When you read that section of the book, what do you believe now? 
if any of those really apply to you, so really stop and think about it. If you have any doubt, reread seven and eight. That's what the book says. And this is where I wrote down my week. This is how I felt using social media this week. Miserable, worthless, bad mom, do nothing loser. Didn't really keep up with um, even the news, the COVID news. Like one of the reasons I say I'm getting on my phone to see what else has happened. Um, I didn't even really keep up with that this week. There was one news conference that I watched and I did find some tips on dealing with um, quarantine and stuff like that. So those are two things that happened. Um, But my husband was mad at me. I was frustrated because the baby wasn't napping because when she was napping, I was doing nothing. So um, I didn't follow my schedule. So I got no pleasure or comfort. And even those two things I found weren't really pleasure or comfort. It was really a little bit of information. Um, And but you also have to keep in mind with this too, that my newsfeed, I've already gone through this and done these things before. So my newsfeed on Facebook is actually really limited already. Um, I know it isn't hard and I don't expect you to take my word for it. Even I had a moment of maybe I was brainwashed last time, um, like by the easy way method, but the fact that panic hasn't, um, returned and the thought of using, um, like whenever I, um, think about getting on my phone or, you know, picking it up, I feel, um, bored. Like the thought of picking it up makes me feel bored. I'm basically like keep doing it now because last time I stopped early and I want to try to keep following the rules, which is to not change my stuff. Um, then they had a section called why me, um, why some get addicted and others don't. And again, I want to remind you about my story about smoking. My friend and I both started out smoking the same amount of cigarettes. She got addicted to it. I didn't. So, the fact just because you get addicted to something, but then I got addicted to my phone. So, um, I didn't get addicted, but my upbringing and how, because of my grandfather dying from smoking probably is what, like I was kind of brainwashed by my mom about how horrible smoking was. So that's probably why I didn't get addicted to it. Um, if you notice similar traits among addicts, it isn't personality. It's a result of the addiction. Um, if you feel more comfortable around addicts, it's not because you're the same, but it's because they don't challenge you. Um, Make sure you read the statistics section. Pretty much puts the nail in the coffin on this one because um, like with smoking, how it's risen in some areas and dropped in some. So if addictive personality was true, we should have kind of the same, like genetic wise, like it should stay the same if it's people's genetics causing it. Really, it's all just an ingenious trap and you are starting to see it for what it is. Um, Just curious. Have you found yourself reading the book more and being on your phone less? Because I'm definitely seeing that with myself. That shows it's already starting to work. If you're not, don't worry. It's probably just, um, you're probably just better at following directions than me because it said don't change your use. Um, And don't forget to keep following all of the instructions. And I'm going to try to get through chapter 11. I've got to get ready and go for an appointment in a little bit, but I'm going to try to, um, not for anything with this virus, but, um, I'm going to try to get through 11 real quick.